Deutsche Welle. Learning by ear. Listen up. Shape your future. Hello, it's time for Crime Fighters. Drugs to cure, drugs to kill. By Mukoma Wangugi. This is the sixth episode entitled Coming Undone. Last time, the detectives Kalumba and Salamisha lost their colleague Chokbank during a shootout in Mary Jane's pharmacy. It also turned out that Mary Jane was the girlfriend of Peter, the young man whose murder sparked the investigation. Mary Jane told the detectives that Peter was trying to identify the people behind the counterfeit medicine ring. She hinted that they should look into the Ministry of Health. Mary Jane, I believed her. We came to her with pieces of the case and she put them together to make a roadmap through the many corridors of power and money. The next day, Salamisha and I met in the car park outside the police station. Hey Kalumba, how are you holding up? I'm okay, but I want to wrap this case up before we bury Chokbank. I want him to rest with justice served. Then let's do it. I suggest we start with Dr. Kamkuta and his brother. I've just heard that Malinia is woken up in hospital. Come on. I'll drive. Some good news at last. Bad news for him. I almost knew we'd come back to the brothers. Too much had been happening around them for them to be completely innocent. What we didn't know was the extent to which either brother was involved. Millions of Kitagu shillings were being made by people preying on the sick and desperate. And we were starting to lose patience. Malinya, of course, was under guard. Not only because he was a suspect in a major drug and medicine trafficking case, but also because he was Kamkuta's brother. At the hospital, we showed our badges and we were let into his room. Malinya, you have to talk. Otherwise, we'll stop protecting you. And how long do you think you'll stay alive then? Detective, it's all coming back to me now. I promised I'll tell you everything, didn't I? Where are they? Detectives, you have no right to be here without my permission. This is harassment. My brother is very sick. No, Kamkuta, my brother, please. It's over. You don't have to protect me anymore. I'm only alive because of these detectives. We have to give them what they want. It's time to tell the truth. <sighs> Very well. Listen, detectives. If we tell you what we know, what will we get in return? Give us a name and we'll see. The Minister of Health. He's the person you're looking for. Finally, we were climbing up the ladder, getting closer to the powers behind the drug trade. The question was, knowing all that we knew already, did Salamisha and I really want to get so close to the truth? The people we were dealing with were completely callous. They traded in death, taking advantage of the sick, even the terminally ill, selling them fake medicines. How do you arrest a power so great it has a minister caught between a rock and hard place? But Chokbank, they'd killed him. 
they'd poisoned Peter and then they'd gone on killing. And then they would kill thousands more with their fake medicines and keep on raking in millions of dollars. Maybe Salamisha and I alone couldn't stop them, but we had to try. Come on in, detectives. My secretary says you have urgent news. How may I help you? Very easily, Minister. Fake drugs, counterfeit medicines. Tell us everything now, and we might allow you to turn state witness. That's as good as it's going to get for you. <laughs> Listen, my friends. One phone call. One phone call is all it takes. And it will be me allowing you to turn state witness. Come on, Minister. You need to over the moment we walk through that door. What's it going to be? The truth or jail? I only had to take one look at him to know that the Minister of Health will tell us everything. It was the look of a middleman caught with his hand in the pharmaceutical cookie jar. I could just see the calculations running through his mind. Middlemen are only brave until they are caught. The worst thing for them I'd learned over the years was that middlemen actually have a conscience. Otherwise, they'd commit the crime themselves or wait at the end to claim their profit. Middlemen are stuck in the middle because they believe they can change the outcome for the better. The Minister of Health struck me as one of these. He'd start off making empty threats and end up telling us everything we wanted to know. It was time to get him talking. Sir, you know why we are here. You yourself are a trained doctor. I'm sure you don't want to see innocent people dying because fake medicines have given them false hope. Listen, detectives. As the Minister of Health, of course I know the kind of thing that goes on. We get reports all the time about people suffering because they've taken fake medicine. In fact, we've just arrested some medicine men who'd been selling false hopes. You know how this ends, right? You've seen it many times before, every time there's a scandal. Cabinet reshuffle. And then a reshuffled minister disappears. And a year or two later, they're nowhere to be found. You and I, we know what happens. They get disappeared. You want the truth, you say? For that to work, you would need to know more than I do. How about we just have a conversation? Listen, you live in the shadows, you'll die in the shadows. The only thing that can turn your dangerous night into day is telling the truth. Shine a light on them, minister. Expose them. That's how you'll win your freedom. I don't believe you'd have let us in if you didn't want to do this. All right. I'll tell you. But for just one reason. If you don't make it right, then you and I will all be dead by the end of tomorrow. You have to understand, what you're dealing with is the very essence of power. But power isn't an essence. It's always a person. Someone's finger is pushing the terrible buttons. Whoever it is, stop hiding behind them. Tell us now. Baba Peter, he killed his son. How do you know? Because I am the Minister of Health. And Baba Peter is my handler. We, we operate like terrorist cells. He tells me when to order the fake medicine for the national hospitals. At first, he told me they were cheap generic drugs. That he'd made a good deal. And we could cream off a lot of money while still doing good. I wanted there to be cheaper medications for the sick. By the time I discovered they were all fake, it was too late. I'd made enough money out of the scam to end up in jail. So you still have a conscience? I am a doctor. 
the people under my care are supposed to get better, not die. Look, I kept a log, just in case. A kind of security. Here's everything you need on Baba Peter. Here, take it. For all our sakes, I hope you get to the truth fast enough. Because if you don't, we are all dead. You said that already. When they come for you, there'll be no second chance. You know why the rich are the rich? And the powerful the powerful? Tell us. <laughs> when I am president, my friends, <laughs> I'll tell you. I don't believe you're doing this to solve your conscience. You think we can help you bring everyone else down, leaving only you standing? Well, detective, <laughs> I am a politician after all. <laughs> but if you finish this, I guarantee you'll have good jobs, safety, even promotions. Unlike you, Minister, we're not politicians. We swore an oath and we intend to keep it. That's all. The detectives are making headway, but was it really Baba Peter who killed his own son? Be sure to join us next time to find out more. In the meantime, you can listen to this in all the previous episodes again at dw.com slash crimefighters or on Facebook. Bye bye. <laughs>